What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Wednesday, August 12th. You should be listening to this, hopefully, before the Tigers play their day game today against the Chicago White Sox. I will talk about that game and preview it in the second segment today, but I'm going to spend a majority of this first segment talking about last night's game. The Tigers suffered an 8-4 defeat at the hands of the Chicago White Sox. A real snooze fest until the very, very end. The Tigers tried to rally a little bit there in the bottom of the ninth, scratched two runs across the board, but ultimately far too little, far too late. Tigers lost 8-4. to I'll start with the guy who was on the mound, Tyler Alexander, making his first start of the season. Three and two-thirds innings, four hits, five runs. All of them earned three walks and two strikeouts. To me, the number, look, a very ugly line, obviously. The number that stands out to me is the walks. And if you're looking for a reason why Tyler Alexander struggled yesterday, it would be because of that. This is not a guy with overwhelming stuff. Now, that unbelievable performance, that historic performance that he put together against Cincinnati the other week where he struck out nine in a row, it did not have to do with overwhelming stuff. And when I when I define that, like I think most of you know what I mean, but overwhelming stuff to me is Garrett Cole. It's Justin Verlander. It's Jacob deGrom. It's these guys with upper 90s heaters who can rear back and blow guys away with fastballs. Tyler Alexander is not that kind of pitcher. He's never claimed to be that kind of pitcher. The reason why he was so successful in that outing against Cincinnati and the reason why he'd been fairly successful pitching out of the pen so far this season was the fact that his command had been essentially flawless. And even if you don't have overwhelming strikeout stuff, you can still get a whole lot of strikeouts if your command is perfect. And in that outing against Cincinnati, out of the bullpen, it absolutely was. Yesterday, not the case. Those three walks hurt him. He got behind in counts early in the game, got into some high leverage situations, and got beat. Gave up that three-run home run to Eloy Jimenez in the first inning. And this game had the feel of a lot of games that we watched a season ago where it was they would get out of hand early, they'd fall behind early, and you would just kind of watch the, the next eight innings just kind of feeling like you went, wanted to fall asleep because it felt like the game was already out of reach. This felt like one of those games we watched very often a season ago. You know, Twitter was going nuts with wanting to see Casey Mize yesterday. You, every time you see a poor outing by a Tyler Alexander, by a Daniel Norris, by a Ronnie Garcia, you, you get those those people on Twitter just clamoring to see somebody get called up. And I get it completely. You know where I stand. I am on that bandwagon. I want to see those guys pitching here at Comerica. I think they're ready. And, and even more so, if this was last year, I could understand the, the reasoning for not having them in the major leagues. But the truth is, at this point, they are gaining nothing by just throwing scrimmages down in Toledo. That's my opinion, and I think a majority of people agree with it. And you're seeing a lot more people clamoring for these guys when you see a bad outing by a Tyler Alexander. But the thing I brought up in my post game, and I'll bring it up again here, that to me is a, a bigger issue just in terms of, of competitiveness and in, in terms of health, is they are really taxing that bullpen. And you know what? So far this year, the bullpen has been a legitimate surprise. It really has been an awesome story. Gregory Soto, how awesome has he been? Buck Farmer's been pretty solid. I know he's on the IL, but he's been really good for the most part. Yes, Joe Jimenez has struggled at points, but he's also he's only blown one save and, and held down a few games, even a few close games. John Schreiber's been a solid surprise. But you look at the way this rotation is lined up right now. You have Spencer Turnbull 
And Spencer Turnbull has been awesome. Five innings, six innings, seven innings. That, that's been his line in his first three starts. He's gotten better at going deeper into games with each start he's had so far this year. He's been great. You have Matt Boyd, and Matt Boyd has been truly abysmal, but at least in two of his first three starts, it gave them a few innings. You know, the bullpen wasn't completely taxed. Obviously, it was in, in the, the last game he pitched. Joe Jimenez blew that game in the ninth inning. You went to extra innings, and it was a, just a total slugfest. But for the most part, just in terms of how many innings you're putting on the bullpen, uh, Matt Boyd is still capable of giving you, you know, five or six. Hopefully, he'll be able to turn it around here. And instead of just pitching five or six innings, pitch five or six good innings. You have Ivan Nova, who at his best has been, what, five and two-thirds? You know, and that's, once again, the numbers aren't very good, but giving you some innings. After that, you have Michael Fulmer, and God bless Michael Fulmer. He, he is attempting to come back from something that's very difficult. He took a massive step forward in his start on Monday. I thought pitched a million times better. Velo was up to 96. Stuff looked sharper. He, he, he looked much better, but he can only give you three innings right now. Now, maybe as we progress later on in the season, we'll see him go deeper and deeper into games. That's the idea. But right now, he can only give you three. And then you have a, a fifth starter, whether it be Daniel Norris, whether it be Tyler Alexander or Ronnie Garcia, whoever, who who's, seems incapable of going, I mean, I'll, I'll be generous and say four innings, meaning that several times a week, you're going to be asking your bullpen to give you three to six innings a night. And uh, in terms of sustainability, as far as success goes, like I, I, have, I have no doubt, uh, and I know there's people trying to buy in. I still have no doubt that this team, in terms of wins and losses, will, will crumble at some point. But you have a lot of youngsters in that pen. A lot of young guys, like Gregory Soto, like John Schreiber. Uh, Cisnero has only been here for two years. He's one of the older guys in the pen. But I worry about keeping them healthy. Everyone talks about you got to keep your starters healthy, and that's absolutely true, but I worry about the pen as well. I think it's not just this way with the Tigers. I think it's like this with a lot of other teams so far who are hesitant to let their starting pitchers go you know, more than four or five innings, or sometimes, like in the case of the Tigers, these pitchers just haven't put together good enough outings to be able to go deep enough into games. I think that is a bit of a concern right now. Like, take out the fandom. Take out all the excitement. I just feel like in terms of strategy right now, it's better for your bullpen to call up a Mize or a Manning or a Scooball because they can at least give you their best five innings because right now you have one of three guys, whether it be Norris or Alexander or, or Ronnie Garcia, who are giving you nothing and it leads to you completely taxing the bullpen. And yes, right now they are saved a bit by the fact that the rosters are expanded, but as time goes on, they're going to have to dwindle those rosters down as well, and you're going to have fewer pitchers here. I think that's something to look out for. I, I worry about how many innings these relievers are going to be pitching when you have starters who aren't giving you anything to open the game. In terms of the rest of the game, not a whole lot else to comment on. The White Sox played really well. They saw the ball well, and we are getting a, a teaser trailer, a sneak preview of what we're going to be seeing on the south side of Chicago here for the next couple of years. That is a young lineup and a young core that isn't going away. That is one of the most talented offenses in all of baseball. They had a very good offseason adding guys like Grandal and Encarnacion. And even so, you take those guys away. I think there are four or five homegrown guys in that lineup with 30-plus home run capabilities with Yoan Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson. That's a scary, scary team going forward. And I, I think this was kind of an accident, but I'm glad it worked out this way. 
I think it is good that the Tigers have loaded up on starting pitching in their farm system because you are going to be going up against several offenses here in the next few years, whether it be the Twins or the White Sox or heck, even even the Royals with guys like Merrifield and Solaire. You are going to be going up against some real heavy hitters and you're going to need to combat that with solid starting pitching. So I think that might have been a complete accident. I don't know if that was ever the intention, but, but loading up on starting pitching is always important and that's something that the Tigers have done. It really made an emphasis of doing in their farm system over the last several seasons. So uh, that will do it for me talking about last night's game. Obviously, a fairly non-competitive game. I I can't be that critical of them. They played some good baseball to start the season. They went up against a a better White Sox team and for the most part until the very end there got shut down. A a pretty non-competitive game at Comerica last night. Now when I come back, I'm going to preview today's pitching matchup. The last game of a three-game set between the Tigers and the White Sox. Dylan Cease going up against Matt Boyd. I will preview that when we get back. Stay tuned. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we're back. Thank you very much for tuning in here to Locked on Tigers on this Wednesday. Today's pitching matchup, as I previewed at the end of segment number one, we have a matchup between right-hander Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox going up against lefty Matt Boyd of these Detroit Tigers. I'll start with Boyd. He's been a a true disaster so far 
in 2020. Only 0-1, but a 9-2-0 ERA. 23 hits in 14 and two-thirds innings. Currently leads the American League in runs given up. 15 and 14 and two-thirds innings. Uh, truly abysmal thus far. Uh, a, a true disappointment. In a surprise, look, I've never been that high on Matt Boyd, but I didn't think he would stumble out of the gate the way he has. Look, the issues that are plaguing him are the issues that have always plagued him. You know, pitch relying too much on pitches on the inner part of the plate to righties, missing his spots, hanging sliders, struggling with command. He is another guy, like I talked about with Tyler Alexander in the first segment. Good stuff, not overwhelming stuff. If his command is great, which we've seen it be at points... He has the capability of racking up a lot of strikeouts. Racked up 238 of them a season ago, but he's got to improve with his command. He's got to improve with his location, and if he does that, maybe he'll be able to turn things around, but I also got to mention, this is not a favorable matchup for him. Matt Boyd has struggled mightily giving up hard contact to right-handed hitters so far this season, and he's going to be going up against a lineup that is made up almost entirely, if not of guys who bat right-handed, got switch hitters who are going to be hitting right-handed like Grandal or Moncada, and then you have all those righties with Anderson and Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. It's not a favorable matchup for Boyd. Now, weirder things have happened. I've talked about this before. Maybe he'll find another gear. Maybe it is true. I remember Chris McCoskey reporting on this that he felt like Matt Boyd maybe had dead arm. Maybe he's fixed that in, in the five days since his last start. Maybe he's feeling better. I don't know. But look, they're going to give him as many opportunities here as possible. You know, he is a veteran here. Even if he maintains a nine ERA the rest of the season, they're not going to pull him out of the rotation. They're going to give him as many opportunities to turn this thing around, uh, partially because I think they're trying to save face. I mean, they believe that he was this untouchable ace at the deadline a year ago. And so far, that, that thesis has blown up completely in their face. He's been really poor. He was poor in the second half of last year. He's been even worse to start things off here in 2020. The Tigers will be facing off against 24-year-old Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, a highly touted prospect. I kind of forgot about this guy, and I feel bad that I did. Pitched only 14 games for the White Sox a year ago, was 4-7 with a 5-7-9 ERA, made his Major League debut against the Detroit Tigers. So far this year, off to a so-so start, 2-1 with a 4-0-5 ERA. Uh, his issue is command, and I know I bring that up a lot, but him even more so than anybody, he walks a lot of guys. 4.3 walks per nine innings a year ago, 4.1 per nine so far in 2020. He has truly dynamic stuff, and the little bit I've seen of him so far in 2020, he's developed into a much better pitcher. The, the stuff is great. I mean, fastball in, in the mid to upper 90s, a really good wipeout slider. That is his strikeout pitch. The White Sox, it seems recently, and, and I feel like they kind of have a history of this. I mean, they've had the same pitching coach forever where you, they get these really raw, really highly touted prospects in their minor league system. They come up through the system. They get called up to the major league level and they struggle a bit, but it seems like always in year two or year three, they find something. I remember Burley was like that. I remember uh, Lucas Giolito was like that. I mean, people forget Lucas Giolito was like the worst starting pitcher in baseball in 2018. Completely fixed himself uh, last season. Developed a a nasty changeup. You know, was locating a million times better. I feel like we may see that a little bit with Dylan Cease this season. He's got electric stuff, 
a wipeout slider, a lot, uh, the ability to strike guys out a lot. His minor league numbers were really solid across the board. He was acquired in the Eloy Jimenez-Jose Quintana deal. The Cubs traded Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease to the Cubs for Jose Quintana, and thus far, uh, that has been an overwhelming win for the White Sox. That's uh, well, that was a uh, that was qu- quite the fleecing, if you ask me. You know, Theo Epstein is my hero, but I don't know they gave up a lot for what is a good pitcher in Jose Quintana. I don't think this is a favorable matchup for the Tigers. I really don't. I, I think with the way that Boyd's been struggling, I, he's going to be one of those guys where I'll believe it when I see it. Because this has been o- almost a calendar year now where we've been talking about, oh, well, Boyd's just got to figure a few things out. He pitched some good baseball at the beginning of last season. He's got to turn it around at some point. Because the deeper this thing goes, the more apparent it becomes that that whole beginning of last season when he had a 2.85 ERA through 12 starts was just the fluke of all flukes. Hopefully, he'll be able to turn it around. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, they're already playing that game. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter, at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. I got a shout-out the other day by Mario Mpemba, obviously former play-by-play television man for the Detroit Tigers, one of the voices of my youth, one of the voices of my summers. You know, the, this several weeks in a row now where some pretty high-profile guys have, have spoken highly of my content, it's it's really overwhelming. I don't know, like there used to be a time when I really just basked in the glow of this and thought it was amazing, and I still do. Like, I appreciate the kind words. It's so meaningful. I just sometimes, I don't know, I'm just this, like, guy from Lansing who's you know, kind of messed up and found this, this outlet on Twitter. I just feel like I don't deserve this sometimes. But it is it is very flattering and very meaningful, and I, I appreciate all, all, all the kind words. Follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers, and while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here tomorrow to talk about what will be uh, an off day for the Detroit Tigers with that doubleheader against the Cardinals being canceled. So I'll come on here and, and figure out something to talk about. So thank you very much. I will be back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.